very the meta. Oh, no, do we want to use meta anymore now that, that Zuckerberg's kind of has got his all his... He ruins his... He ruins his... He ruins everything. Yeah. That guy. Like, why would you... He's just the worst. Yeah, I'm not sure I can Can't use... Can't you just stop doing uh, things in general? Yeah, I'm not sure I can use the word meta if anymore. If he and Musk would just stop... Yeah, and to a lesser extent. Yeah, like he, they, yeah they those, those so are the much. two. Yeah, yeah those are kind of the two. Them, well, I mean, I can do without Branson's, you know. And the Amazon guy, too. Oh, Bezos. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, there was a third. Bezos is the third. Yeah, yeah they all, the third. Like the three amigos. Yeah, more like the three horsemen of the apocalypse. Yeah. Well, there's got to be a fourth. So. No, that would be Branson. Yeah. Who thought they'd all be wearing business suits? Oh, that's right. I did. Yeah. Hey, welcome back to Even More Mashed Up. It's the pop culture podcast where two professors talk about all things pop culture. I'm Alan. And I'm Patrick. And today we'll be going on forever about the latest MCU installment, Ah. Eternals. Did it take you an eternity to write that joke? It did not. Mm. Good. It shows. Yeah. That, I mean, again. Not your best. These things just sort of come to me. Do they? Or do they come to everybody, literally? No, it's, if if you ask a hundred people. In defense, I will will give you. It How was it was yeah. one of the more obvious jokes. Yes, to to open with. Well, I am eternally grateful. Oh, uh, that's probably the second most obvious. Well, as long as we're doing the obvious eternal jokes. Yes, yes. You know, when Hope was a kid, she used to read this book that had a phrase, it had a sentence in it that said, "Hope springs eternal." Yes, but she said it in her little kid voice, uh-huh. and it was eternal. So I keep thinking of this is the eternals. Eternals. Yeah. Do you want to start with your fun, fun facts? facts? And then we can transition to the what I remember from our conversation about Eternals. Yeah, that sounds good. And then we can talk about have, what have, we loved and hated. There we go. That sounds good. it'll be everything, but that's okay. <laughs> All right. So, fun facts, which, of course, the best part of fun facts. They're always numbers. Is quizzes. Oh, I've got questions no. for you. Ugh. So, as of, of uh, yesterday when I looked at this, Eternals yeah. is currently at 47% with critics, 80% with audiences. So, a film with a— That's a, a pretty— is, Significant split, 33%. Has there ever been a wider gap between, like, for a superhero movie? Could you let me ask my question? <laughs> How many Not MCU films have today, a larger split? That's a great question, that's a great by the way. Question. It's How a many? great question. So that's a split of 33%. 33%. Yes. God. Is it superhero movies or just Marvel? MCU. MCU. MCU movies. So I, I, the number cannot be big, like it can't be. There can't be many. Like what, it would have to be something that critics hated, that fans liked. So is there a chance that like Iron Man two? No, I asked you how many has a gap. I know. I'm trying to figure oh, out. We'll like, get so, to which one it is later. Oh, which how one? Many? I'm going to say one. I'm going to say two. Oh crap. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it is. There's one film. I out puzzled you. <laughs> there is there is one film with a greater difference, uh, which leads to the next question: Which one is it? All right, now <laughs> is it Iron Man two? It is not Iron okay. Man. Okay. Um, is it one in which the critics are much lower than the? It's got to be the critics are lower than the fans. No. Really? Oh, it's the other way around. Then Black Panther. No. Uh... So the fans hate it. Yep. Critics like it. Yep. Iron Man 3. Nope. Is it one of the Thor films? Nope. Hmm. Captain America? Nope. Please let it be Age of Ultron. Nope. God, I wish it was Age of Ultron. Is it the... Ant-Man? Nope. uh, Oh! 
Captain Marvel. There you go. Duh, I shouldn't have gotten that one a long time. 79 oh. with critics, 45 with audiences for a 34% split. But that was kind of a review bomb situation, right? It was, like, but are it's we sure well, that that's like an authentic? It's just what they've got, up, they've got posted. Which is, that 80 is pretty impressive for Eternals. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised the audiences have liked it. We might talk about the review bombing that went on. I've got notes yeah. about that. Uh, so speaking of its audience score. Ooh, more fun facts. Yes, which was 80%. I believe that is correct. How many MCU films have lower audience scores than, than Eternals? 80? Yes. I'm going to say four. I'm only say three. You're both wrong. Two? It's seven. Really? Seven? Really? Yes. Would you like to try to guess? Iron Man what? 2. Uh, Incorrect. Thor, Captain Doc. Marvel. Incorrect. We thought Doc. Dork. Dork. Oh, wait a minute. How, did I forget? Oh, no. Captain Marvel would be on there. Sorry. It's eight. <laughs> like, once again, you <laughs> yeah, give sorry. me the answer, yeah, the and I give it right back to you, yeah. and you're like, "Sorry, nope. yeah, you're right." Audience, score, nope. Captain Marvel will be on there. Yeah, Captain Marvel, it would be eight. So uh, yeah, Captain yeah. Marvel. Okay, uh, okay. Dork. Let me rephrase the question. It's Besides rich, Captain Marvel, the Dork World. How many others? <laughs> Which, by the way, would be a great remake. Uh, yes, Dark World is one. Okay, so uh, below eighty. Below eighty. Um, Shang Chi. No. Which is nice. Uh. I can't imagine any of the Captain Americas are under 80. Well, you're going to need to imagine. Really? Captain America 3? Nope. Uh, no. The uh, first one? Yep. That's a travesty. Yeah, you're gonna, yeah 74. That is a, that it's is a 74 a, right that's now. That's a travesty. I, gonna, that's, I didn't think you were going to get that one because you don't want it. Yeah. People are morons. And it's one of the first the first yeah. ones, yeah. too, so it didn't even have that many to compare against. Yeah, so absolutely. Iron Man 2 is not on that list? Nope. Iron Man 3? Iron Man 3. That's at 78. Really? Fans, are, fans are terrible. They're just terrible. <laughs> Fans are idiots. Is, could, could there please be Age of Ultron? No. Damn it. Wait, what is Ultron at? Uh, I think it's somewhere in the 80s. I don't remember. Really? Yeah. Um, Guardians so, 2? Nope. Guardians okay. 1? Nope. Guardians okay. 2 should be. Um, oh, the, one of the Ant-Man 2. Yes, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. Uh, 75. Okay. Black Panther was above 80. No, it was not. It was not? It's, well, no, it's not right now. It's at 79. Wow. Yeah, that was one. That, yeah, that's a shocker. Yeah. So which ones have you said so far? You've said Ant-Man and Wasp, Black Panther, Dark World. Uh, Captain, well. You, First Avenger. Captain America. So there's still three. Okay, so you have three more to get. Yeah. It can't be either of the other Thor movies, right? It could be Thor 1, actually. It is Thor 1. Yep. Okay. Yeah. All right. So um, there's still a couple more out there, though. Mm-hmm. Um, Black Widow? Nope. This uh, is the I'm, I, it's funny, I'm having difficulty remembering all the films. Yeah, the point. bottom of the pile. Like, what's... Oh, um, uh, uh, Doctor Strange? Nope. Okay. Oh, I thought that was a... One story. of them might oh, technically... was it a Hulk? Yeah, it was Incredible Hulk, the first right. one. Yeah, Wait, see, there we go. Well, it doesn't really count, but they pretend it's, like it, it Yeah, does. it's one that, yeah. And then there's one more that I don't think you've mentioned yet. Is it Infinity War or Endgame? It can't no. be an Avengers movie, right? None of the Avengers movies, okay. you're correct. Right. And it, we've covered the Iron Men. Have we? Yeah, you we did, did we three. Did, we oh, did I didn't hear you two. say three. Yeah, three we, is one oh, of them. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah we did. Yeah, Iron three Man is the three. last one. Yeah, Iron okay. Man yeah, three is at seventy-eight. Yeah, because you about three because Iron Man three is great. Yeah. I know, but again, it's, it's like Captain America. It's like Captain America: First Christmas? Avenger. It's one that, oh, yeah. that yeah. audiences are. So yeah, that's that's interesting. Interesting. Yep. Well, I didn't even list in my notes today that we'd have to rank Eternals, but I guess eventually, knowing you, we're going to have to rank Eternals. Possibly. Uh, let's see. So Wait, what else what do we want to talk I mean, about I don't here? Know if you know this. What is the lowest score then, fan-wise? For um, was it the... 
Well, if, if you want to get really low, you have to go to some of, like, the streaming properties, because Inhumans is at 11. Well, I, uh, right. Okay, yeah. And Iron Fist is at 37. Inhumans was tough to watch. Oh, God, it was terrible. And, <laughs> and you know, honestly. Eternals is close. The one it's closest to is Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which is 82. Yeah. So. Interesting. All right, you got any more fun facts? I do. Oh. Obviously, the U.S. box office was the largest. Yes. But what country comes in with the second highest opening box office for Eternals? It seems like the answer ought to be China. Except it didn't. It's not in China. India. No. Oh, India's oh. a good a good guess. Those are good guesses. Um, Especially if it's is it not in China at all? Was it Norway? Not in China at all. Like Taiwan. I no. you said are, you, are you working a Taiwan angle yeah, here? Yeah, it was not China. I think they've banned no, it. No, I was, I was surprised that they wasn't released in China at all. That was, was it in Asia? Yes. And it wasn't Taiwan? Nope. Japan? Nope. Vietnam? No. Thailand? You're getting closer. Burma? No. The Philippines? No. Korea? South Korea, yes. I was going to say North Korea. I'm like, how? <laughs> like, you have lit- you literally just kind of went around the map until you got there. That would be kind of funny if it was North Korea. <laughs> yeah, South and which Korea. country has well, the smallest? Gilgamesh was, in fact, talking about how he wanted to be the first Korean It was huge. In, it was superhero. very, I mean, again, so 14.3 million that's, in that's, South Korea. It that's was, pretty it great. Was, it was a makes huge me feel Makes me feel better for the Koreans after I watch Squid Game. Mm-mm. Well, <laughs> which I've not finished yet, so don't spoil it. I haven't watched it. Do you know which country had the smallest box office? Uh, Liechtenstein. You're close slovenia (laughs) (laughs) so you might be asking yourself how does patrick have this because box office mojo apparently is gone well you can't pay for it you mean yeah so it's gone left when you could know so so i found a new website i can't watch movies so i have a new website a new a new program supporter yes do you want to know what it's called no it um box office mojo 2 no it could not be called a better name numbers Um, Numbers at the movies? The numbers.com. <laughs> I'm like, thank you, numbers.com, for existing. Did Why they, are we not sponsored by did, that? Did they have to buy that domain name from you? I don't know. I, think, I feel like I missed an opportunity. Like, but yeah, do you own numbers.com? Numbers, numbers.com. Nice. Which does have but, like, some I mean, stuff clearly, behind a paywall, but you could at least get some information. They're not exactly correct because China had zero dollars. Okay. So it well, been, of the it ones where it was less released. Than Slovenia. Of the ones where it was released. I wonder why the Slovenians are not happy with it. Or I don't think, that I, I think it's just like just Slovenia is small. Tiny, yeah. tiny group of people. So in terms of week two box office. Oh, more fun facts. Yes. Eternals had a 61.4% drop. But that means it still has legs, right? According to you? Uh, it depends. So there's only two other movies that had a bigger drop in the Man, MCU. Numbers.com oh. has a lot of numbers. Yeah, and a lot of bullshit guessing that we have to do <laughs> as a consequence. <laughs> What had a bigger drop? Yes, there's two of them. Um, Captain Marvel? Nope. Uh, Iron Man 2? Nope. Winter Soldier? Nope. An Avengers movie? Please nope. let it be Ultron. No. <laughs> Ant-Man? Close. Thor? Ant-Man and Wasp? Yep, that's one Thor of them. Thor 2? Nope. Thor 1? Nope. Thor 3? Nope. Thor 14? Nope. Black <laughs> Panther? Nope. Actually, 14 would probably be pretty bad. Shang-Chi? Nope. Guardians 2. Nope. Guardians 1. Nope. Yeah, Shang-Chi only had a 52% drop, which is low for the MCU. The average for the MCU is about 56. Well, so, 61's not bad, then. Exactly. Eternals 61's is not like, terrible. So, they're right yeah, in there. Say, so most well, and, and, you know, everyone's heavily. talking about how Eternals' debut weekend was bad at 71 million. Yeah. It's only 4 million less than Shang-Chi. So what was the budget for the film? 200,000. 
two hundred thousand dollars. Sorry, two hundred million. Sorry, wow. yeah, it was two hundred. Yeah, they got some million. serious travel out of that. Two hundred thousand dollars. Two hundred million. Did everybody just volunteer that time? I might have read the numbers.com website a little bit wrong. Yeah, two hundred thousand. Two hundred million. Two hundred million. <laughs> Only two hundred thousand. Two hundred. So million. one could argue then that that maybe compared to that number, it didn't do as well. Shang Chi, I think, was one fifty. What did it mean? I don't Four million remember. more the first week, you said. Yeah. Right. But I mean, to, I, I mean, I guess is it do most Marvel movies not make actually their budgets back? No, a lot of them make their budgets back. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I would think. I mean, Eternals again, they've made twenty three on... of them. I feel like if they weren't making their money back, well, they would, I would have stopped. No, they're like, this one's gonna. This you know one. Oh, we've lost money on it's, the it's, Avengers. We've lost it's money the, on the X Men. It's the uh, Rocky it's, and Bullwinkle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Watch me pull a profit out of my hat, Rocky. <laughs> Well, oh, Bullwinkle Electric yeah, you never know, works. We've just been pulling the rope a dope. Where do we drop Eternals <laughs> else, into the yeah. ring? Uh, yeah. That's going to do it. I would assume that merchandising <sighs> they pay, and they just. Yeah. So. See, I would assume, though, that this would do well overseas, and that would sustain it. It's actually done. Yeah, it has done well internationally. Um,. Because it is it currently better with people like Rich talking about it. Uh, the global box office right why, now is why, second why highest for the year. You hate it. Yeah, and eight percent ahead of Black Widow, and twenty six percent ahead of Shang Chi when you compare their similar markets. Yeah, and then in terms of overall global box office, wow, it's twenty six above Black Widow, and seventy six ahead of Shang Chi. Oh yeah, I, I do love me some numbers. dot <laughs> yeah. com. Oof, I might have to ask them if they'll put up a paywall. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so they 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 it's Please. doing better in, in, internationally. Yeah. Um, well, that kind of both it, Black Widow and Shang Chi. So it makes sense. So yeah, that's all I got. Fun facts. Fun facts are done. So what I'd like to do is a time machine deep dive. That's okay. The name I just made at the spot because you got fun facts. Mm-hmm. I feel like I need something. Yeah. I want to get in the time <laughs> machine. Can I just suggest you yeah. might need to workshop time machine deep dive. Time doesn't machine really, deep dive doesn't really roll off. The time, time dive. So, so we time. Okay, we'll do the time dive. We're in the we're in the capsule. <laughs> beep, yes. boop, 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 it needs a dance too, like the time. <laughs> And we have now gone back a month, and we're sitting at the trailer park. Is it a month ago that we did the trailer park? Are you going to argue with the, the no, time no, machine no. deep dive? I will not, I will not. <laughs> it feels like a pretty, pretty like Doctor Who. Don't scientifically. It seems like it would have been longer. It wasn't that long. Except was, for the fact that we did nothing over the summer, and so the trailer park was probably. Was sometime this, <laughs> yeah, this exactly. semester. Now yeah. that you think about it, yeah. So um, we talked about um, one of the dangers of the film was that we've been talking about Eternals for too long. Mm-hmm. Did the film suffer for that for you? Like, did it? Did the film feel stale or uh, trailer fatigued in any way for you? Not, not trailer fatigued in that way. I yeah. will say that the trailer did ruin one part of the movie for me. The IKEA furniture? No. <laughs> Just kidding. What I'll admit, I had forgotten no, it, about it, that. What I, well, because in the trailer they show yeah. Salma Hayek's Ajax talking to Icarus. Yeah. But then he just shows up in the film, and I'm like, oh, so we're going to get that in a flashback. And then I'm like, and then they find her dead body. I'm like, oh. Are you ruining it? And I'm like, you ruined I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, every so. movie. I'm like, so he would know she was dead, so why wouldn't, oh, crap, he killed her. Like, yeah. like I was just like, I know where that's going. Okay. Like, yeah. So the trailer that, gave that away for the me. The trailer, yeah, but I, I. So that was a bad, for me, in retrospect, it's a bad trailer, because it kind of, for me, it gave, it gave away. away a, yeah. Like, I was like, okay, I, clearly. You know what? Happily missed it and yeah. just watched yeah. the film. It did, not, it did not click with me. No, nope. it did click with me. The furniture, I had forgotten about until I saw the actor uh, work. No. Yeah, I, no. I, every I, time they were in the safe house, I'm like, where's the Ikea furniture? Yeah. And then it finally came like, okay. Yeah, yeah no. But to me, it didn't It didn't feel as stale as I thought it would feel. No, no. So um, the second thing we talked about 
was I said that watching the trailer made me feel like someone who didn't know anything about comic books. Mm-hmm. But it was, it turned out to be a fairly accessible film. Yeah, I think I went with Vicky. Right, and um, she really groaned at the opening narrative text. On a lot the screen. of people. Oh yeah, she a was lot like, of people had. That she, was not like, a great. That's a lot she, of information. She leaned over to me and she was like, "Are you serious? <laughs> like, <laughs> I have to know all of this." <laughs> Like I have to take all of this information. Well, except well, that someone. Just, it was such and, a bad way except to I read something. Poured it into the movie. I read oh. where someone said that actually everything in the opening crawl actually ends up being a lie. There's so much. <laughs> That's like, like, I'm like I don't remember it well enough. People yeah. are like, yeah, everything you learn in the opening crawl actually is. Well, a lie. because the Eternals' mission is yeah. Yeah. a lie. But like, of all the ways to give you the information, like that's an pretty funny. Crawl, yeah, there, I mean, again, there, I mean, again, that is that is one of the issues. And then Arishem, the judge's very long exposition in the yeah. middle of the film. It, like, the, I thought, as an English professor, you'd have something to say about exposition. Yeah, there was there was a, I film, mean, there's right? a again. Given what the film had to do, it could have been yeah, even more 7, exposition. Years, ten main characters. Yeah, there was a lot. I mean, again, two and two and a half hours. Yeah. yeah. Now, so, now it did. Yeah. Pass, now the film did pass the most important test. You of did all. not get up to urinate, and that was after drinking a coke. Really? During the film. Really. I made it through the entire film. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> I made. I made it through. But, yeah. You know, I did not drink a coke during it. I'm not sure I would have. Yeah. Now I oh, have to assume. Long. Yeah that the mid-credit scene was your favorite part of the film. Which was the mid-credit scene? That was the one that brought in Star Fox. Really? Because yeah. it brought Patton Oswalt back? Yeah, exactly. Yes. Well, I've got a note about that. Yeah. We could talk about that now if you want to. No, that's fine. I just wanted to get make sure we got to that. No, it was great that Patton Oswalt came back. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Wait, yeah. Loved Evan back. Are you, are you not as excited about Star Fox? You, okay, Star Fox is not really. How is anyone excited about yeah. Star Fox? I was going to ask you. That was right next to my Pat and Oswalt. Excited to see Eros. I like it in the fact that I'm like, if yeah. you would, if if you had asked me what is one thing they will yeah. never adapt from Avengers, yeah, Star Fox would have been at which, least in the running for that. Which is the right answer in the aftermath of the Me Too movement? That he is a character that clearly, yeah. Has a lot of sexual transgressions. Assuming, assuming they they are dumb enough to actually emphasize that aspect of his character. Right, right. But even if he's even if he's manipulating people outside of relationships with him, but they could get rid of the manipulation thing entirely. They're going to have to, so, which means yeah. he's not really Star Fox. Yeah, I would. Point which is out. a good thing, but him yeah, not to be Star no. Fox. Yeah. Um, no, I didn't realize it was Harry Styles either until I got home. That unfortunately I knew because that had gotten spoiled by the LA Times yeah, after the you premiere. Spent so much time on that, I so, wouldn't recognize Harry Styles if he. I only me in the I, nose. I, well, and then and then I have some former students that are big Harry Styles fans that had yeah. posted about it on the Twitter, so I knew I knew that going into the film. I didn't oh, know about yeah. Pip the Troll though. Yeah, and it was it was really nice to have Patton Oswalt. Because apparently there was something about that. Apparently Patton Oswalt didn't realize that that's what he was recording it for because he did not realize he was in Eternals. Really? I saw something where there was some something that said, yes, Pat and Oswald, you actually are in Eternal. So yeah. I think he did the recording, but so, had no idea what it was for. And now that's his character. Mm-hmm. Interesting. He's a good choice for Pip the Troll. He is, although Pip, is Pip the Troll a good choice is another question. Yeah, that's, yeah. So the great news is that Pat and Oswald's back. Yes. The bad news is he's not as a – how do you say his last name? The Koenigs? The Koenigs? Koenigs. Koenigs. Koenigs on, on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yeah. I really miss him as a LMD. Yeah. Like he was so much better in that role. So what do you say you and I pitch a Disney Plus show? Oh, on him. Mm. What do you think? I think we could do that. It would be a good show. Yeah. I will say in terms what of would Eternals. Be the 
I think I don't know that. It, oh, the premise okay. is it's Patton Oswalt yeah. as an LMD. Oh, yeah. okay. Was he is an ML- LMD or was he just a bunch of brothers? <laughs> no, there's more depth. No, he was. A, he turned out to be an LMD, right? I can't. That was one of the theories, but no, I kind they, of, I don't no, recall if I they thought, ever did that. I thought he. They everybody thought they were brothers. That's what I can't but remember is which way it turned, it turned out. Because a lot of people, I remember the theory was that they were all LMDs. God, they were all brothers. It's really sad. But I don't remember it, if it was actually LMDs. Most of them meet very bad ends, right? Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, Rich can look that up while it's we been, keep. It's been a I while. Googling. So, we talked about diversity, but maybe we should come back to that. Yeah, we should come back to that. feels like a, a bigger conversation. It, it's one of the things I found interesting. Uh, I forget her name. Uh, the executive producer, Alonzo, mm-hmm. was giving a speech uh, she was she was given some award of like innovator of the year or something like that, and yeah. in her acceptance speech, she said she's not worried about the bad reviews. Uh, she was giving she was addressing an audience of critics. Yeah, um, and she said something about you know I'm not worried about the re- the negative reviews on Eternals. You know, diversity isn't something we're just doing to score points. Diversity is something that you know we just need to do. Like it's a it's a given. Yeah. Um and you know some critics will be with us and some critics will not, which I feel is a little unfair to the critics because I don't know that most of the critics, their complaints have had to do with the diversity of the film. I had some students who were pretty upset though at the way in which they felt as if movies like Eternals get critically sabotaged in some ways because they're not films made for white men was the argument they were making. Oh yeah, I, 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 I've heard that as well. And which, I think, that's, which I think, there's, a valid, I think there's a validity I to that. I think there is some validity to that as two yeah. white men who will prove our multicultural oh, yeah. bona fides. We're so right? woke. <laughs> the wokest. Oh my God, we, now we have to start the whole show over. <laughs> you what, said that. as the wokest? So we, I, I asked a question, how will this fit in the broader MCU? Okay. It seemed clear to me, but not like deeply integrated. Yeah. Is it weird that the world's ending? There's literally an eternal being birthed Can I say, I out do, of the middle of the earth. I do kind of enjoy. Nobody shows up. I do really yeah. like the comic book. Not a single the, hero. The, the comic bookiness of that in that there is now literally like a half-born Eternal yeah. turned to like marble or something just yeah. sticking out no, it's, of, it's, of the MCU. Like, you think that, that is, would mess up gravity? That is so, like, that is so purely yeah. comic book stuff. It's going to be such a great tourist attraction. I, I kind of like, like be, that. It's good, but to me it was weird. I, I, in a superhero universe like this, yeah. like not a single Avenger. Not well, even but Hawk you got to get off. But his none of them. Butt. Again, the birth of the Eternal happened so quickly that no one really Captain knows. Marvel's, they literally uh, had seven days from earthquakes that rocked the entire. Yeah, but world. nobody. But, they, not, but nobody knows. Not, yeah, there's not one scientist like guys that can we build don't have time travel machines. See? But they're not going to be. I was like, oh yeah, I see. Based on these readings, in a, a a celestial that I've never heard of is being born. Okay, if Tony Stark were in this movie, that's exactly what he would do. I don't think that's one hundred percent. This is why we the loss of Tony Stark is a problem. Yeah. Um. Because he just got that also run. But it's also the, sort of the same idea of, like, you know, why they right. were never seen yeah. in any other movies. Yeah. Yeah. Professor Hulk can't figure Again, this one out. it's just one right? of the things you kind of have to suspend your disbelief in these films. Right. It's like, yeah, Fair enough. Fair no enough. other heroes are going to show up. Fair enough. I mean, you do have Black Knight slash Dane Whitman. Sort of. Such an integral part of the narrative. Yeah. See, that to me would be one of your favorite parts of the movie. Because it's so Easter eggy. No, because, I mean, I don't, it, you could literally take him out of the film yeah. and change nothing. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, He's there only to set up yeah. what comes next, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I love Dane Whitman slash Black Knight as a character in the comics. He's one I've always had kind of an affection for. Of course you would. So seeing him 100%, is cool. 100%, yeah. But he's so unnecessary to the film. Yeah. Like, it's right. not, and, and the whole, like, you should talk to your uncle. I'm like, Jesus, no. Like, yeah. 
don't like. I mean, yes, I get that. That that was that was even a little too, too Easter, Easter eggy for, for you. Interesting. Well, because it just it just harkened back to like Iron Man two, where when they were trying to world build and it was so clunky. This was it was clunky. It was so he's like, oh, I talked to my uncle. My family history is much more complicated than I thought. I'm like yeah. that. Who wrote that line? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, no, yeah. It's so fair. so it's fair. Now I will say the post credit scenes. With the secret voice cameo, you liked that. I did like. You're that. excited for Blade. I did because I remember because I heard the voice and I'm like, that's got to be Mahershala Ali. Like it our, sounds our, so much like. But the guy, there were guys sitting next to me like, I'm gonna have to look up who that was. And I wanted to say, I'm like, it's obviously Mahershala Ali. Like, how do you dummy. not know that? Stupid, <laughs> dumbass. How do you not? Yeah. Know what are you that? doing in this theater watching my movie? Jackass. Not knowing that. Somebody kicked this man in his life. Did you beat him up in the alley so, afterwards? <laughs> no, I did not. Just leave him a bloody pulp. He and his friend were much bigger than me, so I let them walk on. <laughs> but had they been smaller, you definitely would have taken them. It, it, it might have been more likely. So, finally. Yeah, so, so, Black Knight, yeah. you know, liked seeing do, him. Do Black Knight it. and Blade hang out in the comics? Like, is there a reason not really. in the comic book canon I'm for trying them to, to they be might have been. I'm trying to remember if Black Knight was around when Blade was on, like, Captain Britain and MI-13, that short-lived series. But I don't think I don't think Dane Whitman was around at that point or in that series. So, I mean, again, they're, they're all part of the quasi-mystical side yeah. of the Marvel right. Universe. So I guess yes. he kind of fits into that. And they are leaning mystical now that all the scientists are dying. Or... Yeah. So the anticipation score, finally, on the trailer park for mm. me was a six. Okay. And I asked, will this be the end of, of course, peak superhero? Yes. I don't think this movie is the end of peak superhero. Oh. I don't think it's extending it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not sure it's doing a lot of work to extend peak okay. superhero. But I don't feel it's like, it's not such a disaster. Yeah. I, I, I that found people are per- going to say. I found it a perfectly fine film. Like, I, I, would I, say I don't was, hate it. It was a good film. I'd say it was good. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I, there are. Yeah. I mean, I think. Did I go through? I think I made it. I mean, I, I may I, have ranked it. So. I, again, I never said I hated it. You have said it to me several mm. times. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's not down with the worst of them. Iron Man two, the first two Thor's, and Hulk. I'd probably right. still put it above Doctor Strange. I would put it above Doctor Strange. And maybe Captain Marvel. To me, it's in the Captain Marvel, um, Shang Chi area. Yeah, I thought it was feel, a very Shang Chi. It feels about level right. film. Yeah, to me. Yeah, I mean, it, which is where they're at. I right mean, now. part of it, I think, is that you know, I could tell kind of going in. I'm like, this film is going to try to do way too much in two and a half hours. Yeah, stuff is not going to have the room it needs to breathe, and that I think is probably my main critique of the film. Yeah. So kind of like my it met kind of like yeah, it, and it, and it yeah. didn't feel as overstuffed and and as it could have. Yeah. You Agreed. Know. Because it's after some really big things, which maybe we could talk about next. Yeah. So I I thought like I read a little bit about the review bombing of the film on mm-hmm. IMDb before it came out. Yeah. Like thousands of these reviews come out, and it's all this sort of anti woke stuff. Yeah. Um and it just it struck me as th- people still get upset about this. Yeah. Like this is what this is what we're gonna I mean, for God's sake, you've got people complaining about She-Hulk right now that are like, oh, my God, why are they making Hulk a woman? It's like, oh, for God's sake. (laughs) Do you not know anything? Like, she's existed since, like, 1982. Well, these are people who are fighting culture wars that don't really know the culture. Yeah. I mean, again, yeah, I mean, at this point, like, this is just just all they've got. Yeah, the one Zoom bomber. I mean, there was something something like they – I guess they're launching a new Shazam series – 
but it's going to have Mary Marvel as yeah. Shazam. And yeah. every there's a bunch of people up and arms like, does nobody know the comics? Like, you can't make Shazam a woman. I'm like, Mary Marvel has existed forever. Like, like this. So, for example, you know, like comics are in this review, still, and they can't be changed either. Mm-hmm. Quote: If woke and mediocre would be given a medal, this would win. Jeez. Come on, Marvel. This is cheap, even for you. I I just yeah I just I don't yeah 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 and and it's not even a film that is particularly in your face about the diversity which is probably a good thing you you just have a diverse cast right yeah well you have a diverse cast and you have a gay kiss uh, yeah which I'm sure was very upsetting too yeah but you also have a a completely heterosexual sex scene. Which is brand new from for Marvel, the, you right? Know, the, the head up, and, and it was the most Marvel sex scene. <laughs> it, well, it is you could was, write and film. Oh yeah, I mean, sun setting in the back. You like, know, yeah, we're gonna have a sex scene, but you're not. Desert. It's not. Yeah. It's gonna be. Yeah. It's gonna be. You know, missionary first off, and you can keep your pants and shirt on really as long yeah. as you pull it down to your shoulder. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, like, it's gonna be. Yeah. The most. I'm not even sure it's PG-13. It's like yeah. PG. Oh, for God's sake! Yeah, like it, I, I think you could put that in a PG film yeah. easily. It was yeah. it, again. Yeah. It's, it's. I will say that that there. I think I've got a fair or foul that relates to it, but there is yeah. a way which there, there were a couple things that that I read a review that kind of talked about like kind of Marvel's a kind of cynical conservatism in that oh we're yeah. gonna have a sex scene but it's gonna be the safest sex scene you're ever gonna have yeah. and be so vanilla but, like yeah I, I I forget Americans are really uptight about sexuality yeah. that, that, so maybe that, yeah. maybe so. yeah so I have some questions for you about Marvel diving into diversity okay and I think they deserve some credit for it yeah and they deserve some criticism for it yep given that it's taken them this long yeah to figure out heroes might not always be white. Yeah. For instance. Um, so I here's the question. Mm-hmm. Were the original Eternals, this mm-hmm. is like going to comic book, Professor Patrick Hamilton. Yes. Um, those in the comic books, like yes. the Jack Kirby created. White as the day you were Were they born. all white? Uh, yeah, I think they were so all I, white. I looked at pictures and they looked. Ajak and Makari were both men yeah. originally. Right. Um, so they were white. Yeah. And they were men. They're all very white. I mean, I think eventually you would have, like, when the Eternals showed up in yeah. later storylines, like, as, a, as a, a hidden civilization kind of thing, like, yeah. like that, kind of like the Inhumans. I think you, you did have more diversity when they showed up, like, in the 80s and yeah. whatnot. But, but, but originally. Yeah, but originally they were white. So question, because somebody asked me about this at a conference I was at last mm. weekend. Was it Mapaka? Does the race swapping create problems in the telling of this story? Hmm. How so? Well, I you know I gave a talk on um, Bombshells United. Yes. And the way in which Donna Troy becomes a Japanese American. Yes. And somebody asked me the question. Yeah, that was a really good. question. It was a great question, a which great is why question. which is why I wanted to ask it of you. Yeah. As we talk about this, would the same same principle apply that that does it matter? I mean, we've written about this in our book, All yeah. the World Different: A History of uh, Race in the American Superhero, available from University of Texas Press, and find websites near you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about it in the book a lot in the '80s, right? It was a yeah. big '80s and '90s phenomenon oh, yeah. to, to race swap characters, and it was always a very vexed kind of thing. Yeah. Well, and, and there swap. is. A, so, and, what do you think? And and well, I, I, I you know, Eternals did run the risk of being kind of a new Guardians. Kind of, of yes. like a very diverse team. Yeah, um, just kind of there to be diverse. Yeah, I, yeah. I think, 
I think A, Eternals probably gets away with it because nobody cares about Eternals. So that helps. That, that totally helps. That they're working with characters that people don't care no, about. Yeah, and frankly, no, it's worse than that. People don't even know Eternals. People don't even know who the Eternals are. Right. There, is, there is no one in this film that anyone knows about. Like even Dane Whitman. No, people don't know. Like, literally the closest you get to someone they know about is Mahershala Ali's voice of Blade at the end. Do you want to hear my favorite part of the movie? Hmm. When um, they never say Black Knight, do they? Or do they? No, I don't think they ever do. Yeah. So Vicky's like, like, who's this Dane Whitman guy? And she's like, there's clearly something with him. Mm -hmm. I said, he's the Black Knight. And Vicky says to me, they're bringing Batman into this. (laughs) (laughs) I said no. Black Knight, Dark I said, Knight. No. I, mean, I said that's the, the Dark Knight. The dark Knight. <laughs> not, the, not the Black Knight. And you would think, you know, having been married to me for so long. But no, we, we obviously do not talk a lot about comic books. Yeah, or or, or that your hatred of the Dark Knight films yeah. is so pervasive that Vicky just, just knows not to talk about it. Yeah. So, so, but so, you, so on the one, you so feel on, as if like the race swapping is not then problematic in that way that it's yeah because well I mean done. I mean like you know who's gonna get my oh I want my original Macari but like, but I, I guess I'm asking not from the audience perspective but okay. from the message perspective does it undermine it that Marvel is just repurposing white characters as non-white characters I don't I don't know that it's problematic I think okay. you could argue that it feeds into kind of that that cynical conservatism and that they're doing this in a way that's very safe. Right, like they are, they are race swapping a bunch of characters that nobody cares about. Which and is giving so us it, the okay. It's, so I think it's, it can it's the safe. It's the safest way they they could do something like this. Yeah. Um. So again, you you can see kind of of that 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 kind of you know. Yeah. Conservativeness that 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 playing like they're they're able to get away with it because they're doing it in about the safest yeah. way as possible. It's not like they're taking well, the original Avengers. Does this, and race swapping? Does the them. same apply to Donna Troy then in Bombshells United? Or is she too well known? Well, but, but that, the difference the there is that's in the comics, where Donna Troy is really well known. Yeah, is she? Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, Donna Troy. Well, I, mean, I guess in the comic book, and that's what I mean in the comic so, book. But world. if it were Donna Troy on the screen, you'd I don't, feel less. I don't think anyone would, would care. Interesting. All right, yeah. so I have a second question for you. Okay. Based on a really interesting book I wrote, mm. read, I read <laughs> at say. some point. Okay. Um, um, it was called All New, All Different: I was A saying, History yes. of Race in the American Superhero. Correction. Yeah. This was a book that you said you wrote. No, I read. I read. Oh, okay. So, because you originally um, said I wrote, and then the authors mm-hmm. in that book make the argument. Well, actually, they're they're borrowing work of other scholars. Yes. That when you transpose diversity to aliens, mm-hmm. mm. that it loses some of its yeah. critical um, punch. Mm-hmm. That the that the social implications get yeah. muted and distanced. And mm-hmm. so that was the second question I wanted to ask you: Is does making um, the different races eternals who are not human beings right right they're they're not actually representing diversity mm-hmm. in that way yeah. at most it's like a manufactured by the celestials mm-hmm. kind of diversity any opinion on that yeah i hadn't thought about that until you mentioned it i mean i, I, I got again, two good questions in today yeah so yay i mean again i, I you know uh singer that had the original point about that mm-hmm. mark singer yes. you know he was talking yeah. about visibly alien people like orange right. people green yeah. people um standing in for right. diversity so marvel right. at least dodges that in that you know they, right. they at least are it's not a human. Meta, it's not a metaphor yeah or as I mean, like they, they as are still human appearing yeah um, but they're not humans but they're not humans yeah but i i you know so we don't really have 
you know, our first well, African American is gay superhero. Is being human a matter of biology? Or is it more that a a um, subject position that that anyone can occupy? That's a really interesting question. I'd like to come back to because I have some deep thoughts later. Okay, but before we do, I want to finish the diversity conversation. Yeah. To me, a lot of it actually felt fairly organic. Yeah, it did not feel like the New Guardians. Yeah, no, it did not to me. To either. me, like which was a very people who don't know it a very forced 1980s. Yes comic book series mm-hmm. that was kind of cramming a very superficial well because I mean none of the characters are really defined solely as what race they're representing in right. many ways they're not defined but a cynic would say the team was put together yeah behind the you know in mm-hmm. a in a behind the scenes fashion mm-hmm. for that very cynical kind of purpose yeah where I think you'll see the critique is that in the currently running eternal series yeah they've rebooted several of the Eternals to, oh my gosh, resemble their movie counterparts. Yeah. Well, I guess, you know, that goes all the way back to Fury, right? Yeah. And it, in some ways it kind of makes sense to me. Yeah. Because they're just commercial enterprises yeah. looking to take care of you. Yeah. Um, there were moments where I, where I thought what Eternals did really well, kind of via diversity, mm-hmm. was in humanizing the characters. Yeah. In that way, like I thought, um, is it Fastos? Yes. Okay, didn't I make sure I got the pronunciation pronunciation right? Mm-hmm. I thought he and his partner really humanized the film. Yeah. Like we often complain about superhero movies, like say Man of Steel, mm-hmm. where there there's this revelry and the orgy of violence and destruction, mm. and we never really think about the consequences thereof. Yeah. Like maybe to the superheroes, like Quicksilver dies, and everybody but Hawkeye feels bad for mm-hmm. him. Yeah. But but Hawkeye feels bad. It's just not clear. He doesn't show Maybe it. off screen. Yeah. Off screen. Yeah. He goes home and he has a little cry. They gave their their next born child Pietro as his middle name. What more could you ask? Yeah. <laughs> except, come on. except to save their stinking him. life. Anyways. That's what you could ask. <laughs> we get back to That's what, Yeah. More you could ask. Um, but I, I, I thought that that relationship gave the film moments of real humanity. The relationship. Between Fastos. Fastos and his husband, yeah, okay, yeah, and the, and their child, yeah, and it it grounded it. Mm-hmm. There's, I've read more about this film focused on the director than almost any other director. Of oh, that's very film. true. Yeah, I mean Chloe Zhao, like like everybody is talking about her mm-hmm. in particular. Yeah, and I think this is a kind of moment. Mm-hmm. Like it's hard to imagine she made Nomadland. Yeah. And she made this. And she made this. Yeah, they're it's, two it's, very different films. It, and it's super impressive. Yeah. Like, like it, just in terms of artistic breadth and mm-hmm. vision. But I thought this was a moment where you could see a director doing something mm-hmm. that I thought was really better yeah. than a lot of Marvel films that we watch. Yeah. Also, when Gilgamesh cried, uh, died, I almost cried. I, again, I will like, say, for a cast that was that huge... Yeah, and the fact that I'm like the mo- the moment Gilgamesh and and the Thena relationship yeah. worked out, I'm like, oh, he's so dead. Yeah. Like Gilgamesh you is so everything. Dead. Are you would you just quit talking about how you know, know. everything before? But it I happens. I did like I did yeah. kind of feel, and, and part of it too is is uh, what, uh, what's the actor's name that uh, played Gilgamesh? Oh my god, it Donnelly. Donnelly, yeah, I say it's Donnelly. Yeah, yeah. Yep. You know, he he was yeah, really because like there's a lot of people. In no, here. he was really great in the role, <laughs> yeah. and yeah, I absolutely felt his death. Yeah. No, I. I did. Yeah. And I, I just thought, like, what a, again, what a human character. Yeah. And that's what Zhao and what this movie does well. Yeah. Better than Shang-Chi in many ways, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm. Is that I felt like, in fact, better than most Marvel movies. Yeah. I felt like, like some of these characters seemed like, 
like real human. Icarus, maybe not so much. Yeah. yeah. Well, but he was um, the most removed from humanity of all of them. Right. Right. You no, know, that's a fair point, I suppose. But they, they, yeah. you know, they, there was. Yeah. Yeah. I thought Salma Hayek actually gave a pretty. Yeah, I thought she was kind of underused in that. You she know, was. By the time but, she shows up, she's already dead, and so she's she's doesn't but, really have as much. But the but the moment when she realizes what Icarus is about. Yeah. And her sadness mm-hmm. is just it was just like to yeah. me, another very kind of poignant mm-hmm. moment in the film. Yeah. So and in that way, I thought the diversity. I don't know if it was the diversity that did it, but I thought the film yeah. worked really well with diverse characters mm-hmm. in that way. Yeah. They felt human, and I cared about them. Yeah. Or at least a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not Sprite. Yeah. Well, that I should have felt more for Sprite. Than well, I that's did. one of my that's one of my biggest things is her sort of heel turn at the end where she joins Icarus. Yeah. Yeah. Like you go back through the film and and you know there, there's two problems with it. One yeah. is because she basically has two motivations that were given. One is she's unhappy being stuck as a child. She loves Icarus. and the second is that she loves Icarus. Yeah. So the first of those. Like, you've got that one scene at the very beginning when she's impersonating the adult woman. Yeah. yeah. And then there's... And, and, and I think that's one of the only times we really sort well, of no, see it gestured she at. she says... Um, Kingo, she says, like, you know, it was... Bad, like, in the plane, she says, like, he when he ditched her somewhere, and mm-hmm. he said, like, he was he was tired of moving every five years because... Oh, that's right, because people were freaked no, out she, by her. she didn't age more yeah. than yeah. he didn't. But, yeah, like... Those, those were, like... So, like, in... Like, yeah. there's just barely enough for me to see that running through the film but it's yeah. not it doesn't have room to develop yeah and that was one of the and then and then like the, the only thing about her love yeah. for Icarus is when Kingo says oh she's in love with Icarus I think there's nothing that really yeah. shows Sprite now, Sprite yeah it was just not as Kingo on the other hand yeah totally entertaining character oh yeah oh, yeah. yeah I like, liked Kingo like though like, setting him in Bollywood was just ugh. though I do have to say I did yeah. I did find like his abandonment of the yeah, rest of the Eternals at the, at the end yeah, and was, not being in the I was like that was weird like well I guess so but like if you think about who his character was and yeah. kind of the trajectory he had again, taken like, since they split up is it almost like again like spite where like he did have a, a good amount of screen time but is it still like just never covering the idea that like he's really okay with like the Earth that he spent so much time being a Hollywood star on you know, just disappearing. Well, like, does he go back and start filming the movie again? Like, after he leaves? Like, oh, I'm sure things will work out? Or does he go back and, like, Well, you know, no, prepare? he leaves assuming, you know, right. Tiamat's going to be born and the Earth is going to die yeah. and they'll be rebooted and, and yeah. you know, he, he just... He's he given up, but, like, to me, He that's, doesn't want to fight the Eternals. He doesn't want to go against Arishem. To me, that's, like... That's, like, it makes so. him kind of the most human character in the whole movie because mm-hmm. everybody wants to believe when they face that moment of crisis in their life, mm-hmm. that they'll stand up and fight for the right thing. Mm-hmm. Like, they teach American history. Oh, yeah, like, I would have gone on the Mississippi Freedom Summer. Oh. Like, students will tell you. No, listen. You know, like, if, if I were a Japanese-American, I wouldn't have let myself be transported no, to a listen, camp. if I was around yeah. during the flu outbreak of 1918, I totally would have gotten vaccinated. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh... It, over and over and over again, right? And mm-hmm. so, to me, Kingo, in some ways, has become yeah. incredibly humanized because... Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to fight, yeah, and he just resigns himself to kind of letting events go where yeah. they may. Like, how many people vote in a presidential election in this country? Not many. Right, so we're like 40% or whatever of us are kingos. Mm-hmm. we just like, eh, whatever, you know, I'm just going to— we actually have 60% of people voting? I bet we got 60% in the last in one, In the last, right? yeah, but I don't think yeah. on I don't think on my average we're at that high. Yeah. 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 So, but my point. So, but so there's yeah. e- your point is reinforcing mine. There's even more kingos. Yeah. yeah. Right. People who are just yeah. like I'm powerless to do anything about mm-hmm. it. You know, 
Um, Tiamat. 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 Well, you know, the, the pronunciations are some of the. Yeah. The is going to, is going yeah. to be born. Mm-hmm. And so what? What am I? Yeah. What well, am I, I doing? If, what am I? Like I I. I I understand his reaction. Yeah. I get it. And I agree with you. I wish I kind of wish his, his character had said some of the things you just said, you know, that like maybe went into more depth as to why. Because yeah. it sounds almost like he just like doesn't care. Or he just like instead yeah. of a, it to didn't me, sound as like powerless as it. It sounds like he mm. just, ah, whatever. That may be true that I'm reading too much into it. But yeah. his his not wanting to leave the movie. Yeah. Like there, there was a lot, I thought, kind of built into his very worldly lifestyle. Yeah. The, the, it kind of made sense to me. Yeah. Can I move on to it? Because we're only 45 minutes yeah, in. Yeah. And like <laughs> we're, okay. So one of the things I really liked about the film was I thought Zhao was trying to ask some pretty big questions. Mm-hmm. So tell me if I'm reading too much into the film. Okay. The first time we see the World Forge, the place where the Eternals and the Deviants were created, mm-hmm. it literally looks just like an atomic mushroom cloud. I... Mm. I saw it more as like a garden or like a yeah I don't remember from it the well outside enough. like as but we're I mean, coming I, in it looked like a big like it, to me it looked more like almost like one big tree like a like a tree of life kind of thing than a mushroom cloud or a mushroom yeah it, 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 as soon as I saw it I mean I get what you're going as soon as it, I yeah. saw it it's because it's not a tree of life like no. to see it as a tree of life is to is mm. to miss I think unless I'm wrong here well but again but I it looks just for, like I'm looking yeah. for images it looked to me is when I saw it on the screen I'm like that's a mushroom cloud like of course now that's what I teach so. Yeah. But I mean, my idea with the tree my of mushroom life was, cloud is your tree of life. Yeah. But like, also, it was my mm. idea of like there was Arishim tricking them again because like they say, "Oh, we're gonna go back to Olympia and whatever." So like in their minds, yeah. it looks this tree of life because that's what they right. think is the place to go back to. Right, but Not to me, as in it's an actually a tree of life, but right. like no, it's no. more of his life. But the mm. image of the tree of life, yeah. but it's actually a mushroom cloud. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember it well enough to kind say of like you're reading too much. Because then it. we meet the the celestials who are literally the god, like like. This is a film that I wish Glenn Willis were here to talk about because mm. it's really about like what is God? Yeah, like are like is there a power above celestials? Yeah, because you in could this argue universe. That. Well, yeah, there's eternity. What's eternity? He's the personification of the universe. Oh boy, I hope <laughs> I, I hope we never see him. Yeah. So, but, but no, so the Eternals, little, yeah. the Eternals literally worship the Celestials. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And their faith in the in the Celestials is so pure and so strong that they never question their orders. Well, to be fair, they have their minds erased every time they, they yeah. do their they thing. They never have the True. opportunity to, like— Because so, that was one of yeah. the things that struck me but as think weird about at it. the beginning of the yeah. film when we first see them and Icarus and Cersei are, like, looking at Earth, yeah. and Icarus is like, I'm Icarus. I'm like, wouldn't she well, know them already? Yeah. Now, now, that was something the film eventually explained, but right. that yeah. was a weird— right. so I was like, but, that's weird. So they've done this millions of times. Yeah. I'm not sure millions, because there's only, I mean, in the comics, there's well, only like Ajax, seven or eight Celestials. But I thought Ajax but, said that. No, but I, I mean. somebody said, like, this has yeah, happened it's, millions it's, of times. Yeah, like, it seems like they do it a lot. They so, do it a lot. The but point yeah. being, lots, of, millions lots of, of times are over millions of years. Think about how many Eternals mm-hmm. we saw being made in the factory floor. Mm-hmm. So like they're they're yeah, they're a, they're farming unless they're all failing you yeah. know unless, right they're like, farming a lot of planets yeah. you know and the what seems to make this group unique is they're the first ones to say no mm-hmm. they're the first ones to be so attached to the planet that they're on well, but because humans are special but even yeah, that, right which, well let's get back to that <laughs> but but to get that it was our planet so even when they discover how violent genocidal and you know generally repugnant the celestials are mm-hmm. half the squad is still willing. Oh, yeah. To pursue because of that faith, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a faith in science. Like, the God well, because is of science. Their, because of their faith, but also, you know, in, in some ways because of, of, I think at least some cases, how they feel about humanity. 
Right, but how do you how do you separate that from their faith? Right, they 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 have been shaped from the moment they showed up on the planet by yeah, their faith. They've been told by the only right, like they yeah. they like they they are born into this faith. I mean, I, I literally imagine they met that God. They know what that God looks like to a point, and they're like, yeah. But I think in terms of some of them, don't see necessarily like Icarus, for example. Yeah, I mean, part of the difference between him and Cersei is Cersei does see value in human life. Right, and Ajax sees value in right. human life. Icarus does not because right. of how humans are. But it's but that's grounded in his faith. Like, if I could continue for a minute, then we, then we see the mushroom cloud over Hiroshima. Mm-hmm. Like, so we see the parallel that we worship science like religion mm-hmm. as as a religion today, mm-hmm. and it unleashes incredible destruction mm-hmm. upon the world. I and might maybe, say technology, but same thing basically. Well, I, I applied science. Yeah. You know, like, like you know, for Fastos, it's like sharing this is incredibly tragic. Mm-hmm. And it creates like this series of kind of moral quandaries that I found really interesting. Like, is it worth sacrificing every life on Earth to generate lives, many more lives elsewhere? Mm-hmm. That's the argument of the Celestials, right? Yeah. Like, we must destroy Earth mm-hmm. so that we can populate many more Earths elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... Their, their the needs philosophical of the position the needs is of the fewer the one, but yeah. there's not many. They don't exist. What? Yeah, they potentially they, exist. They, they don't exist. Well, but like, they will when exist. You, but they don't. But they will. Yeah. But they don't. But they will. Okay, but you don't know I understand that. they will, but you're acknowledging that they don't. Yeah, they don't exist, and so their philosophical, ethical position is, it's best to kill those who do live, to create those who don't. Yes. Yeah, I find that a fascinating kind of um, moral position to mm-hmm. wrestle with. And like, it connected to me, like you could connect it from everything like as personal to a person's decision to have an abortion yeah, yeah. to American foreign policy. Mm-hmm. Like to me, like like that we have to destroy so that we can live. Yeah, we have to burn the and village just, to save the village. One of the things yeah. I really re- – that's actually, it, it's, right? It's to burn the village to save future villages. Right, like to save villages that don't exist. Yeah. And, and so to me – like Vicky and I had a long conversation on the ride home about mm-hmm. the way in which Zhao really kind of provokes mm-hmm. big questions, it, like questions about cloning, yeah, like gene splicing. Like, should we be editing genes? Yeah, like should we should we do science just because we can? Like, should we buy what the Celestials are selling just because they're really tall dudes? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Anyway, I just thought it was I thought it was really interesting, and I I love the idea as a pacifist that they're wrestling with non-intervention yeah. as a choice, mm-hmm. right? That Like when you choose not to intervene, when Kingo walks away, he might pretend like he's washing his hands of things, but he's not. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Non-intervention is a political well, choice. Yeah, because I mean, him not, not intervening means what happens will happen. Right, exactly, right? And so like that idea, again, like coming from a Quaker perspective, mm-hmm. like the idea that like choosing not to act. Yeah. Like well, that, it's the same that's thing a moral it, choice. Yeah, well, and Even it, though it, Kingo doesn't want to, well, and it's also the kind of thing like with, with, with Druig in terms of his withdrawal. Yeah, good. Um, Absolutely. But also at the same time, it's kind of like, has he been mind-controlling the people yeah, he, in yes, the Amazon cult. for this yep. whole— Because that's kind of, again, going into kind of the racial politics of the film, like yeah. the, the the visibly presenting white guy mind-controlling yeah. the aboriginal people in the Amazon for— yeah. eons is is a little i mean it's, it's basically it's, a kind of colonialism yeah, yeah. absolutely and, and the film at least tries to expose it yeah i think right is unhealthy i, I don't know i, I mean, mean uh, none of the none like, of the other eternals condone it they don't but at the same time i'm but, not sure uh, you know but the, they condone the, it 
or they don't condone it for the for the wrong. Yeah, reasons. that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like they they they're I don't know that they're concerned about the wrongness of what Druig is doing. Yeah, yeah. So, so I have, I have, a, I have a question that okay. I can't answer that I hope you can because okay. I don't understand the ending. Oh, okay. So Arishim, yes, who's the judge? Yes, he comes back to Earth. Yes, and he's going to judge the Eternals. No, he's going to judge the Earth. With the memories. Well, right, but through their memories. Through their memories. We'll so he takes Cersei and Kingo and Sprite and Fastos, right? Doesn't take Sprite. Oh, he doesn't take Sprite? No, Sprite is apparent. That, that's one of the things. Which because she's now. Okay, so. Well, because he, sa- he says specifically the three of you. Yeah. Um, so. But it's, uh, you never see the other two. You only see Cersei. And so it does. But but I think the directors have confirmed. No, they, don't they grab Fastos? Yeah, I because it even shows Fastos in like I've never seen the blue. Uh, Does Alma. it? I don't remember seeing I think, them that I much. Think, anyway, it doesn't matter because yeah. here's my other question. The question's bigger. Yeah. Why don't they round up the others? Yeah. Why is like he, they can't find the other ones? Like he's they're, a god. They're, they're off in space. Space. So, that's kind of where the on, Celestials on the live. Yeah, yeah I know. Like, but it's like they could come to Earth and in the whole Earth they can find the three people easily. Yeah. And like get, they could track like, those people down, but like yeah. the others are like. How is that possible? Also, but you also just said like they don't take spite. Why not? Do the Asian, because do they, rich, the, the, because what? they need a squad to rescue them in Eternal. State. Well, they don't take sprite. Right? What the directors have said is they don't take sprite because she is now not eternal. She is fully why would human. Why not care? She still has memories. Right? It's a fair point. Like why yeah. wouldn't like, he want those memories? He simply says when he uses the memories to judge. So maybe them. when she's no longer an eternal, he can't track her. Yeah. Then he can but track he, the others. Possibly. But they're on the they're on the domo. What? Maybe the domo masks them somehow. The, but, but, so now, you're pretty, just, now you're just making I'm pretty sure the Patrick, celestials gave them Patrick, a ship that you that, are that, now just making stuff up. Yeah, I am. There is no rational explanation. Okay. <laughs> that's because all I was looking for. There is there is there is no because also you gotta think, I'm like how far have they how far have they gotten in like the three days since since the whole thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it is something that perhaps however and by the way, if I do, yeah. not, if we do not get in some later MCU film, yeah. a mid or post credit scene that is Cersei or one of them teleporting back saying they're coming, I will be shocked. Yeah, like that is clearly one of them is going to, or Sprite is going to do kind of like Princess yeah, Leia Sprite's on R two D two, mind of yeah. uh, vision or something. And there's yeah. going to be something like you're going to have them pop up. It's going to be Cersei, and she's going to be like, they're coming. Then my other question that was one you asked earlier. But also, I do, yeah. I, and I don't know if this is your question. The other thing that's weird is I'm yeah. like, he, he basically takes Cersei, Fastos, and Kingo and basically yeah. says, you know, this is for your betrayal. And I'm like, Kingo didn't betray you. He, he I mean, of, he didn't well, help. He didn't, he didn't help stop them. Yeah, but he didn't try to stop them. Yeah. And I think, I'm like, that's, I mean, Arisham like, seems like a job. pretty harsh judge. Yeah. yeah, well, Erisham, you know, in the comic books, if yeah. you're being judged by Erisham, yeah. most of the time it does not go well. Yeah. 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 But you'll so, tell you, uh, Erisham, like, you had one job and you didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> so my other question uh-huh. is the one you asked earlier. No. What are the chances that the Celestials, mm-hmm. Erisham in particular, when they see all that the, the Eternals have experienced, when they see humans, mm-hmm. are going to be like, yeah, let's let them go. Yeah, it's a yeah. little. You know, like, well, like you those, killed a celestial like, for these there, people. There's, there's like this conceit in that movie about like how great human beings are. Yeah, Druig. Um, at one point. Well, except for the fact that Druids like I have to mind control them to keep them from but, killing each but other. No, but Druid. Right. No, but but you know what I mean. Like, yeah. but the but the Eternals keep saying, but but I've fallen in love with these yeah. people. Like, there's a spark of something. Well, except great that you got to, you know, people. I mean, it raises the question because you know Cersei has obviously fallen in love with the people. And yeah. Ajax. 
Mm. Yeah, but in terms of the ones that they're getting the memories from, I feel like yeah. Cersei, who's in love with them, I Fastos, like... who until recently had basically washed his hands but of them. But he's now rediscovered. And Kinko like, seems ambivalent. to really enjoy the hedonism of he humanity. He does, but I don't know that he, he really will... thinks humanity is worth saying. Like, I look at those three, and yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't think th- their memories are good. Like, I'm yeah. not. I'm not... Well, they don't, it doesn't matter whether their memories are good or not. Like, they just need to remember the history. Yeah. Like, we don't have the best track record. But No. And even in the movie, at one point, Druig is even like, because they ask, like, you know, Drew's like, oh, I was going to go and, you know, mind control, like, a whole government and, like, you know, fix things. And then he's like, but then I realized, like, the false of humanity is what makes him human. It's like, yeah. so our yeah. racism, our sexism, our genocide, yeah, we, we're, that's yeah. what makes yeah, us humanity, human. Yeah, humanity, it's not, it's, it's yeah, a, I'm it's not a, entirely no. sure. Hum- Difficult argument to trace yeah. to. Yeah, well, particularly when you move into some of the later periods, I'm like, I'm not really sure humanity is worth all that. Yeah. All the saving. Right. It's just it's, it, yeah. it is it is. There's some but interesting yeah, comments it, about how much we suck as humans yeah. in the film as well. On another note, are Icarus's eye beams like the lamest weapon ever? I don't know. He it's shoots not them it's, all the time. It's but not like, just yeah, Icarus's eye beams. I don't know why. Yeah. But like modern, like the 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 MCU and DC superhero films. Yeah. I gotta say, like some of the like the eye beams generally they, don't really work. They, they, it's like they want to. Make I gotta them, say, like, Captain Marvel's photon blasts seemed really kind of wimpy. In, yeah. In yeah, and I'm like, I don't, why can't you pull this stuff? Like this is comic book bread and butter: eye blasts and and arm blasts. Like yeah. they should be cool looking. Right. Like Iron Man. Yeah, they're not cool looking and they're not very powerful. Yeah. Like Kingo, he keeps shooting things. Oh, Kingo's fingers! I'm like, well, those things look weak. But like, nothing ever happens. Yeah. And also, why is Icarus like the most strong of all of them? Like, why yeah. is that balancing thing? Because it's like it feels like Kingo could take him out in a couple of shots. Like, yeah, it's, it's well, but Icar- Icarus is basically he's got all the Superman powers, super yeah, strength, eye yeah. beams, just because he does. <laughs> like it was that's how, that's like, how he was made. It's convenient that he is the one you know that ends up being the sort of true villain because right. otherwise there wouldn't have yeah. been. I wonder issue. if that's a comment on the DCU. Is that they they made Superman the bad guy? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, by the way, I thought the humor was kind of hit and miss in the film. There were moments I did I did chuckle a little bit, but yeah, it, it, it's an odd group. To, again, it is something. It is an odd group. The Eternals in general in the comics are not very quippy. They are very straight laced yeah. and and. But they're clearly flat. trying to do some quippy Marvel. Yeah, they are, and and and, and, and there's, there's places where I did chuckle at it in a few times, but yeah, other you places could chuckle, where I, but you didn't. Yeah. You weren't really rolling yeah. on the floor. Speaking of Superman, yes, I did some deep research in the Wikipedia, uh-huh. and um, it reports that Zhao's take on Icarus was influenced. Try not to throw up in your mouth when I say this. Um, Zhao's take on Icarus oh, was Zach, influenced yeah, she, by director yeah, Zack Snyder's did, interpretation yeah, she, of Superman. Wait, in Man of Steel, which left a quote-unquote strong impression on her for its quote-unquote authentic and very real approach. I have to say, mm, yeah. Man of Steel was on like TNT or something. Oh, don't, a few weeks don't, ago. don't, don't. And I watch, and I watch a good chunk. You know, Man of Steel gets a bad rap. It's not, but it's no, not a good movie. I actually like Man of Steel. Well, you would. I actually think you know the pro- the problem is your, everything your that came after is... Man of Steel, but Man of Steel itself is well, is. I think if you went back to Man of Steel, I said the same thing that that it, it gets more heat than it deserves. Yeah, but I would not base any character off of Superman in the DC universe. Well, it's just a unless I mean, he's again, a villain, <laughs> right? Yeah, well, Henry, Henry Cavill apparently really wants to play Captain Britain. I think he would be a he great be a fantastic Captain Britain. Captain Britain. Like he's it, he's perfect physically. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For the role. He'd the only thing he has is he has his hair's dark and not blonde. That's the only that's, thing. Seems that's like not, he can fix that. Can. And then I, hopefully Hollywood can. But he would. Out. Yeah. He would be yeah, probably a lot of CGI. <laughs> I, and I'm hoping that um like that that could get Betsy Braddock into the the Marvel universe yeah. too. Possibly. 
really any of the X-Men. So I have like a ton of fair or foul, but I don't know how much time we have or what you want to talk. Maybe there's still things you liked uh, and didn't like. Cause we can skip. Um, I think we've covered a lot. We're like will, about an hour. I will say that. Which is, did you clock when I we started doing the intro? I think so, yeah. Oh. I think we have about an hour of real show. Oh, yeah, okay. I will okay. say that I think Not Eternals. intro part. I think Eternals yeah, okay. yeah. would have been better as a Disney Plus series. It feels like there's a Disney Plus length storyline in Agreed. a two and a half hour yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah, like I think they could have done something where we start with the Eternals in the past, but and then like I? just barely signal them into the present, and then over the course of the series, it, the the relationship shifts. Like I could see but, it working better. But the trade off for that is Zhao working on the big screen. Well, because you would not have the, you would not have the you, cast you have for Eternals like, either. When you think about the cinematography yeah. you know, of this, when you when you think about yeah. you know again, people wrote. At great length about the aesthetic she mm-hmm. brought. Oh, it's a beautiful film. film. It's just, it's a, it's an incredibly beautiful film. Yeah. And to watch it on a big screen, even as big as your TV, Patrick, yeah. I That's think true. would be would lose something. And so, like, how do you? But well, you're right. Would, like, in terms of, it wouldn't have plot, a two hundred thousand dollar budget if it was on Disney Plus. No, fair point. Yeah, <laughs> probably only get 50, 50 yeah. grand. But to me, you're right. Like plot wise, yeah. it's Disney Plus. Yeah. But visually, yeah, like it's a big screen film. Yeah. To me. Yeah. And, and I think you would lose something along the way. Yep. Anything else? Um, I think we've covered, you know, a lot of it. I mean, I appreciate the ambition of the narrative. Um, you know, what it was yeah. trying to do. Okay. Then let uh, me give you one last fair or foul. Okay. Based on that comment. This is from Joshua Rivera at Polygon. Oh, is it about... Um, After over a decade? No, I've got that arguably the result of a carefully applied conservatism. Um, no. Okay. Is it the well-established Marvel formula to tell a more sweeping and mature story? No, no. That was from somewhere else in his article. So he argues that Eternals is haunted by the Marvel formula. Yeah. And that w- whenever it's trying to do something new, it it ultimately yields. So he writes mm-hmm. at the end, after over a decade of the MCU formula's dominance, it's easy to mistake Eternals' deviance for profundity. Mm-hmm. Films that wrestle with difficult experiences can often be difficult to watch, and intentionally so. Unfortunately, Eternals isn't bold, merely incongruous. The simpler explanation is truer. Eternals is a mess. Yeah, I don't know. I don't feel that it's a mess. I will agree with, you know, particularly when it first started. Yeah. It had a really kind of cool sci-fi vibe to it that we haven't really had in the Mm. MCU yet. Yeah. But by the end, it devolves into the typical MCU kind of big battle. It takes too long at the end. And and, and there's ways in which I kind of wish it had maybe – it kind of starts out as a very sci-fi type thing, even kind of a hard science fiction. Yeah. But by the end, it kind of verges back into a a typical MCU kind of film. And what will eventually be the end of peak superhero? Yeah. Pop culture are these extended fight scenes Mm -hmm. at the end of every movie. Yeah. You know, like Shang-Chi was cheapened. I thought by the fight scene. At the well, end. I'm particularly in that one by the fact that it's it's a fight between two giant dragons, one of whom Shang Chi is literally hanging on to and not yeah. really doing much. I'm like that, that but, that's not that's a but weird. But even then, you know, the the second Spider-Man film ends with a much too long fight scene. Is that the, that's the second one, right? Oh, Far From Home. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Well, actually, the first one too ends with too long a fight scene. Mm. Like they all do. Like there's this formula, and I know because you pointed out that on. Um, Loki, the fanboys lost their minds. When they went against Formula. Because there wasn't. Yeah. But that was the best ending. It was a great ending. That Marvel's yeah. crafted. Like, it's no, behind, really, really behind good. That, at, at the play the, uh, this weekend, 
Yeah. During one of the the during their mission or something, people yeah. were the, the students were talking about the MCU and and they were like, oh no, the bo- ending of Loki was boring. Yeah, they're so. And I'm wrong. like, no, you're so wrong. Right. It's <laughs> no, and it's their you're fault. Stupid and wrong. It's their you're fault. So wrong. That I have so, to sit through these extended fight scenes. Yeah. But I thought in many other places, I thought Zhao was asking big questions. Yeah. And was she confined in some ways by the formula I think and by ways, the yeah. by the MCU ishness of what she was doing? Yeah. Yeah, but like I'm tired of the debate that it's one or the other. Yeah. You're either making a Marvel film and you can't do anything that's not corporate cookie cutter mm-hmm. or you're making Nomadland. Yeah. Like there there are places as an artist where you can work in mainstream pop culture. And still try to ask important questions. Well, and and there are ways that MCU films have done that, like Winter right. Soldier. I would say absolutely. And again, that uh, you know, that, Iron Man three. That you know, a Winter Soldier managed to be a superhero film, but with the vibes of a '70s thriller, pretty yeah. consistently throughout. Right. And and that's kind of the issue with Eternals but, is that it felt like it was something else, and then it became kind of a but, bog standard MCU yeah. film. But I, I'm I'm not even worried. Like I I get the genre point you're making, yeah. but it doesn't have to be genre. Yeah. Like even within a more standard superhero plot mm-hmm. which in many ways that captain america film is a pretty standard superhero oh, yeah. film in a lot of ways oh, yeah. Yeah. you can still use it mm-hmm. to ask important questions like yeah. is marvel ever going to ask them as hard as we want the questions asked is marvel ever going to give us you know full nudity or a really radical leftist mm-hmm. message about you know capitalism probably not yeah. no because that but, doesn't sell much but no it doesn't but no. But it doesn't mean you can't work within the system yeah. to ask some questions, even in a film like this. Well, I, but I think that gets, about to, the world. that gets to Rivera's point is, is you know, I think, again, what's going to, to eventually get us beyond peak superhero yeah. is kind of what you're saying, is that is that, you know, there is a point at which Marvel was able to and willing to take risks. Yeah. They're still able to, but I fear they're becoming less and less willing to. And yet, the the, the vehicles they're they're throwing out there now are much more risky. They're well, but they're risky. Uh, but that's the thing; they're risky in an almost kind of superficial way. That hmm. like Eternals well, risky you... because no one knows about it. Yeah. Um, but you've got kind of the Marvel juggernaut to kind of overcome that. Well, no, that's yeah. Everyone knows that the superhero that's true. film, but but, but, they, but, they, but but at the same time, but does, does then the risk of doing Eternals give them cover for we're not going to take any other risks? Right, is my fear. Well, but I feel like I feel like within this film, Zhao is trying. Yeah, and maybe there's only so much you can do. I guess my argument but is a broader question, argument, my, which is my question becomes, you know, yeah. Zhao, Academy Award-winning director, yeah, able to try. Yeah, are other directors in the MCU going to be able to are going to have the same yeah. ability to try? Right, right. she brings or a even certain, willingness, yeah. even willingness to try. Like she brings a certain cachet with her. Yeah. I mean, Black Panther tried. Yeah, now, and, I mean, and, Black Panther was also a film that was hemmed in by Marvel's kind of conservative liberalism, mm-hmm. which sounds like an oxymoron, but I don't yeah. think it is. Like if you really think about American history, yeah, like there is a very conservative bent to liberalism. Well, it, it's, like, it's, it's a, yeah, it's, it's, it's a very it's, controlled, a very safe yeah. reform. And nonetheless, we're better for having watched Black Panther to argue yeah. about Killmonger mm-hmm. in the way in which he has to take the villain turn at the end, in the way that it might subvert what yeah. Marvel's trying to do in terms of you know a more radical message. Yeah. And so, like, the possibilities are there. I guess I'm mostly arguing with Bobby right now mm. and trying to make the point that you can make commercially successful stuff mm-hmm. that asks big questions yeah. or does important things. 
Yeah, but well, it's, it's going to be hard in the Marvel universe. Well, it's going to be hard, particularly following Eternals, because if if Eternals is the Marvel film that was asking big questions, yeah, it's the one that got lambasted by critics. It's the yeah. one, that, and and you can kind of so wonder. So there's is, a, it, a turn towards safety. That uh, that's mm-hmm. that's you know that's the concern is yeah. is. And, and there and there's and, and there are ways that Eternals I think kind of plays things safe. No, I agree. I, um, I you can't escape Marvel when you're making. And so the I do film. kind of wonder is I'm like I, I wonder if that's going to be the ultimate undoing is is that we're at a point where, you know, is Marvel just going to coast? Well, because they're running out of stories to tell. Because yeah. there, there's well, going to come a point where they've got to reboot Fantastic Four. Well, but they're not running out. I mean, and then I they've got to reboot X-Men. You could do X-Men. something. You could do a really awesome horror-type film with Blade. No, agreed. But is Marvel going to do that, or right. is it just going to be a very kind of PG-13 yeah. safe kind no, of thing? I agree, with, but to me it's more than just the genre question. Mm-hmm. It's, like, you just, it's like with Spider-Man or Batman, the way they've been rebooted mm-hmm. so hyperactively. It, it, there will come a time, right, when Marvel says... Captain America's coming back. Oh, yeah. Iron Man is coming back. Mm-hmm. And maybe if they wait long enough, it'll work. But I just – I don't think the Eternals are going to kill peak superhero. No. But I think you're right. I think that the bigger Marvel gets, the more muscle-bound it becomes Yeah. in terms of becoming less and less flexible mm-hmm. in what it might do and what it might be. Yeah. Well, I, you know, it, it, it is already— an... Probably the Hawkeye series will kill it. No, that's going to be the one yeah. that, that kind of refreshes it. It's clearly— I have great hopes for that because it seems like a very different kind of story. Yeah. It'll be it'll be interesting because Renner does not fit great into the Fraction yeah. version of Hawkeye. But he could, couldn't he? We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. You could you could He could be more beaten up and down on his luck now. Yeah. Oh, my God. That comes out a week from tomorrow. So we're going to have to talk about that on the show, right? Are Shows. we doing that, like, weekly? Oh, yeah, we're going to have to do that weekly. Oh my God. We're going to have to do that weekly. It's like a triple trilogy. Yeah, we're going to oh, have yeah, to do that. Oh, yeah, because I worked up for the Oscars, we're too. Gonna, we're going to yeah. have to do that weekly. It'll only be five episodes since they're showing the first two. I have to be honest. I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to Hawkeye. I, I have too. enthusiasm for Hawkeye. Hey, when you hit rock bottom, it can't get, you know? <laughs> it can only go up. That's right. <laughs> no, There's no expectations. <laughs> oh, my God, that look. Yeah. Well, as long as it focuses on Kate, it should yeah. be good. Yeah. And as long as he doesn't save anybody. But we've now drifted. Yeah. Did you did you dislike Eternals because there was no Archer in it? No. No. Okay. I think it was kind of like an Archer. Yeah. Sort of, I guess. Yeah. No, I I, I overall enjoyed Eternals. I, I, I don't did too. I don't understand the 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 vitriolic hatred towards it. That what will ultimately end peak superhero? will be critics deciding they've had enough of it. And I, I, I fear we're kind of at that yeah. point. Yeah. Particularly for things like Eternals. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. That, you know, I, I, I think. And the stuff that's coming, you know, like Blade. Like, there's not there's not big name stuff. Mm-hmm. Unless you get to Fantastic Four. Unless we get right? to Fantastic Four and X-Men. Or yeah. Guardians, but that's not for a while still, right? Yeah, and Guardians. Hmm. I, I have, true. and maybe, like, I'm a critic here in that way. Guardians Two was a letdown for me. As much as I loved one, yeah, and two you don't was think so it's formulaic. Up in three? If they if they're willing to break the formula, it they depends, have the it also material to do we, something great. If we get the James Gunn that did Guardians of the Galaxy One, yeah. great. If we get the James Gunn that did the Suicide Squad, yeah, mm, that's a good point. Yeah, um, 
in his defense, he was trying to work with DC, and let's be honest, nobody does good work with DC. Well, I, well, but I think also, I don't know if this is in defense, but yeah. I think him having to work within a PG-13 mold is actually better for him than working yeah. with, with the R rating. Sometimes restrictions are good. Yeah, yes. I, I, yeah. I, well, and again, a, lo, you know, a lot of the be- – I mean, part of what made the first Iron Man so good, I would say, is the way they were working within limitations. Yeah, um, yeah. That, that, that no, in some it's ways, it's, it's the limitations that actually do – you know, sort yeah. of create good things. Well, Hope is t- is making a movie right now, and she's a zombie. Yeah, which is crazy because she actually has a scene where she eats human flesh. Like where you watch her eat human flesh. Um, that's hmm. it's like a vegan Quaker. It's a weird thing. Yeah. But she was talking to me about how the filmmakers are, like, going about and creating it, and it mm-hmm. will be better than what James Gunn would have done. Yeah. You know, with a fifty thousand dollar budget, yeah. you know, two hundred thousand dollar budget. Maybe and, you know, right? All the all the all the special effects. You know, <laughs> yeah. like I, it's probably going to be better because you have to leave some of it to the imagination. Yeah, I, mean, I think like, I, I, some I, of it yeah. has to be created yeah. instead of. Well, like, I think bad. You know, the, the, grossly the, the comparison that I look to is is you know the Star Wars prequels where George Lucas had complete versus the Lord yeah. of the Rings trilogy, which right. just in terms of filmmaking, or even the Lord of the Rings trilogy versus the Hobbit trilogy. Yeah, like Whoa. you could just yeah. kind of see like. Yeah. You know, Peter Jackson working within greater limits created yeah. something really fantastic in Lord yeah. of the Rings. Yeah. When those limits were gone, he created kind of a bloated mess in the I Hobbit. I only watched the first one of the Hobbit. Like I couldn't. I've I mean, watched all of them, and they're not. I mean, they're, and, and again, go in the Hobbit, it. he also wasn't supposed to direct it. He was not ready yeah. for that. But like, yeah, yeah same idea still. Yeah. So. so to me, this is kind of perfect because my phone reads were almost at an an hour and fourteen minutes. Yeah, it's a really long podcast, but a really good one. And it, but for a really long film, that's true. So it, the podcast is just mirroring the art. Yes, that it is engaging with. Yes, 